0: Despite what beautiful, glossy social media and advertisers would have us believe, making it through life's challenges is not summed up in five easy steps. And we don't find peace in the storms of life from a handbag, face cream, or the latest sneakers. Life is challenging. And sometimes life is stage four metastatic cancer challenging. So how do we make it through all that life throws at us? Hi, I'm Jane Chalon and I have had the privilege, honor, and blessing of working with cancer patients since 2011 as the palliative care chaplain at Yale New Haven Hospital. As I have listened to patients over the years process their living, dying, healing, and not healing, I have been struck again and again by the profound spiritual insights and resilience that have surfaced in our meetings and I've often thought that these incredible nuggets of truth should not be for my ears alone, but instead should be offered to the world. Now I know that cancer patients often hear that they are an inspiration. They're so brave and so strong. And for most patients, this is the last thing they wanna hear as they're crawling into bed exhausted after just a walk around the block. But I also know that you do not need to be a published best-selling author. You do not need an alphabet of degrees after your name. You do not need a fancy job title or a million followers on Instagram to have a profound, unique, and important perspective on life and how to survive and even how to thrive in the midst of it all. The patients, caregivers, and clinicians that you will hear from have been through it all, supported it all, and seen it all. The stories, interviews, and voices you will hear in this podcast will change you. They've changed me, and I have watched as they've changed others. So get ready to laugh, cry, and be moved to a deeper place. Get ready to find a way forward. Welcome to In the Midst of It All. This week, I'm really delighted to welcome Jay Karan. I first met Jay over the phone during the height of the COVID pandemic. I called to introduce myself and chaplaincy as I do with all of our new patients, but I had no idea that I was meeting someone who would profoundly impact my life as well as the lives of so many. Jay often speaks so highly of his friends who inspire and encourage hundreds of people and build these huge communities through blog posts and community outreach efforts, all while having cancer. What Jay may not realize is that I and others speak of him in the same way. Jay has become one of those leaders who inspires others through his friendship, his dedication and commitment to others his encouragement of others, his very deep faith, his strength through two devastating diagnoses and his perseverance through pain. Jay was one of the first members of the Palliative Care Roman Catholic Prayer Group that I began just about two years ago now. And we meet via Zoom every other week and Jay is always ready, always makes time for the group. And when someone isn't able to attend the group, Jay often reaches out to check in on how his fellow group member is doing. Now, when I meet with others who are a part of the group, when I meet with them individually, they often talk extensively about Jay and ask about him. They say how much he lifts their spirits and how he helps them to keep going. One group member said, you know, when I think about Jay, I know I can keep going. Another group member said, I have struggled with my faith sometimes through all this, but I hear Jay's faith and it inspires me to believe. He reignited my faith. Jay has been through a lot. He knows suffering. He knows what it means to face a difficult prognosis. And yet he continues on. And he does so not begrudgingly, but with peace compassion, and even joy. His joy and positivity are infectious. I know that Jay's story and his words will stay with you and be a source of encouragement and inspiration through any hardship that you might face. So it is my great honor and privilege to welcome Jay Karan. Jay, thank you so much for being here and making time for this interview.
1: Oh, Jane, thanks you so much. I mean, uh, that is one heck of an introduction, if I've ever heard <laughs> one. And I guess uh, that's the meaning of humility, sitting here uh, yeah. listening to that. But uh, no, thank you very much for having me today. Um, and uh, I love what you're doing uh, with these series of interviews. Um uh, because I really think, at least the palliative care group, since I've joined, I can't believe you said two years already. I know. Um, I mean, you know, hours turn into days, days to weeks, weeks to months, and months to yeah. years. And uh, yeah, as a cancer survivor, that's uh, that's very important. Yeah. Um, but yeah. Um, No, I'm uh, I'm I'm very privileged to to be here talking with you today and yeah and, and the others.
0: Yeah, yeah. So yeah, thanks so much for making the time, as you always do. Um, You know, we know each other so well, the members of the group know you so well, but I wondered if you could just start with, you know, telling us about who you are, um, your family, your interests, your work. um,
1: Sure, sure. Um, Well, I'm, um, I'm one of six children, Irish Catholic family, and uh, brought up in Massachusetts, actually, Worcester, Massachusetts. Um, my dad uh, uh, was a surgeon. Um, my grandfather was a surgeon. Uh, they had a practice together. And uh, my mother uh, was, a, was a housewife. At, and at the time, that, uh, that was certainly a full job, corralling six of us going in a million directions, like herding cats. Um, <laughs> uh, but, but, uh, you know, when I reflect back and I've been able to do a lot of reflecting these, these days and, uh, you know, j- just, just what a, uh, beautiful upbringing I had, uh, you know, we certainly had our ups and downs and like, like anybody else, you know, a normal family. Um, uh, but, uh, when it push comes to shove, uh, when you coalesce, uh, you realize what the meaning of family is, uh, mm-hmm. because this is uh, yeah. one situation a person gets in that uh, you know you think you have strength, but you have no any other strength. You mm-hmm. think you have. Um, mm-hmm. It's it's all about uh, it's all about fellowship and family and friends and uh, um, you know the. the Isolation is is, is no uh, option for anything like this. And Mm -hmm. uh, I know everybody listening knows that too. Um, Mm -hmm. uh, Because it's it's, it's, it's a whole different world, cancer is. And uh, Mm -hmm. the more you can fill it with people um, who love you and care about you, uh, it just makes it uh, that much easier uh, to wake up every day and to go every day, it's, um, you know, uh, like we were talking about, it's it's not a death sentence. It's, um, mm-hmm. it, it's it's what you make about it and and your whole attitude. And I think an attitude of gratitude is what got me through, I'm grateful yeah. every yeah. day. And, um, you know, there were so many resources out there too. Um, just a treasure trove of knowledge and resources you know to help get you through this yeah and yeah. and then the other thing too is you know i can't uh, tell you how uh instrumental and in important the palliative care uh prayer group has been to me i mean mm-hmm. it's it's truly oh. it's a it's a lifesaver it really is and uh, and you can see with the people in the group and you know i love them care yeah. about every single one of them so
0: yeah yeah Uh, yeah,
1: and they care so
0: much about you too i know (laughs) it becomes like you know we're all over zoom but somehow it becomes this this really you know close community because Mm. you know there's nothing like people who have been through it you know to to be able to share and support one another um Mm. and yeah you have you have incredible supports i'm just thinking you know um that that too it was your your sister right and your whole family so you're you're married you have two kids, um, mm-hmm. as well, um, you've had an incredible career you know um, as an engineer and and did some wonderful outreach in the community, um, but it was really your your sister right who kind of started to notice some of the symptoms.
1: Absolutely. So,
0: yeah. Can you yeah. share about sort of how that all happened
1: and unfolded and sure i was um i was experienced uh over time um some hoarseness and uh like a light cough and you know my uh you know uh, being in my family um uh, with a medical background you know it, and it's like sitting around a table with a bunch of surgeon and an engineer, you know, who knows nothing about what they're talking about. Um, And and that bred onto my daughter also who was in the medical field. Um, Actually, she started her uh, residency at at Yale uh, when I started my so-called residency or journey with cancer. The first week I started treatment, my daughter was the first week in residency there. So I saw wow. her in the halls. She yeah. had come up to the eighth floor while I was having infusions. Wow, that's um, you know, so people are put in place for yeah. different reasons all the time. Uh, yeah. But but my sister, um, you know, she said you really should have that look at. She subtly, you know, reminded me. Reminded me, and it was my own, you know, stubbornness. Uh, uh, maybe it was the fear of finding. Uh, something that I was afraid that wasn't going to be welcoming. Um, uh, But it did get to a point uh, where my voice was uh, very weak and I was getting uh, pain in my ear, Hmm. which I later heard was referred pain from the tumor pressing on the nerve. Um, That was my original pain with cancer. So um, that was a big wake up call for me. I did go to uh, an ENT, who's currently my ENT doctor, and uh, you know they did an endoscopy and then they did biopsy, and uh, the original thought that it might be stage one, possibly stage two uh, cancer, without further investigation. Mm-hmm. Um, so that started the ball rolling, and my sister, being my my sister, and so concerned for me. Um, Wanted me to talk to another doctor. She's at in cutaneous oncology at Dana Farber in Boston, and um, she had me meet with a team, multidisciplinary team of doctors there, mm-hmm. uh, which was really, really um, interesting. That um, they consult with you as a group, huh. um, and they actually uh, do an endoscopy and and they look at everything and. And I was just amazed at it, but then one by one they come in and they give you your thoughts in what options you know are
2: mm-hmm. uh, moving
1: forward. Um, and that's where I, I was uh, notified I had stage four mm-hmm. uh, laryngeal cancer and uh, mm-hmm. surgery wasn't really an option and um, that uh, the recommended treatment was a, a hard course of chemotherapy and radiation. Um, at that time I did express my concerns about being away from home from my, my wife and children, my family, my friends, my community, uh, everything I'm comfortable with. And, um, you know, they, they totally understood that and they knew where I lived and, uh, it was amazing. They, they, they did say, you know, you know, we would release you, um, back there to one place and that would be Smilo. (laughs) And, uh. That just kind of made me smile because I was thinking all the time that's where I wanted to be if I had to be treated. Yeah. And uh, one, of the, one of the big benefits was, was my, my oncologist talked about. It, it was just a, a wonderful, wonderful person. You know, my savior. <laughs> it's, yeah. Is um, they came up with the exact same course of treatment recommendation as the team in Boston did. Exactly, and then, but the one benefit was that, um, at the time, there was a clinical trial available, and I was a candidate for it. That was only available at Smilo and maybe four other institutions, I think, in the country or the world. Right, right. Dana Farber was not one of them. So I was the recipient of that benefit of that clinical trial. Um, You know it was a phase one trial. So it may be many years, you know, to find out how beneficial it is. Um, But as well as, you know, for my own sake and, uh, you know, the sake of others that, that drug may work, we'll see, but uh, that's where my hope comes in. And that's where my faith comes in because uh,
2: you have to hang on
1: to something. Yeah. And I can't think of anything better than, you know, the uh, The divine physician is um, yeah. was washing over me all the time. Yeah. But, um, but yeah, my my family. Um, I I've been so blessed that they've surrounded me mm-hmm. uh, this this whole journey. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. You know, I, 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 and um, you know, mm-hmm. for for everybody that that this hope, no matter how bad mm-hmm. every day is. Mm-hmm. Um you can make it through, you can. And I was a doubter. Of course, you know, we're all, we all are, but you you push through and you push through. And, uh,
0: yeah, you had um uh you, you've talked about how too you were a pilot before you were an engineer and that you'd go on to a commercial flight. And you you'd look at that cockpit and say, "Oh man, I wish I could be in control. I wish I could be <laughs> Well,
1: that's, uh, that's I got <laughs> to sit
0: down and let go of control. And you've talked about how, um, you know, you you had to kind of make a similar shift." Um, you know, and, and giving your control to, to the doctors and to God. I wonder if you could talk a little bit more about that as well. That,
1: oh, well, that, that, that is a, it's a great analogy too. And, you know, it is of course, if you're used to doing something or a task and, uh, you're comfortable with it and you're sitting watching somebody else do it that you have no control over,
2: mm-hmm. it senses
1: a level of frustration and security. Um, it's it's just a natural feeling I believe and uh but it's all about letting go Mm -hmm. I I can't hang on to it I I'm not driving the bus um I have to trust and I have to have faith in the people around me um that have dedicated their lives uh to doing exactly this exactly what they're doing yeah and um I, I just realized that I have no control whatsoever about it, and uh, I, I can't worry about um, the future or the past. I just have, we're right right this moment, right, right this moment as we're talking right now.
0: Yeah, um, yeah. Yeah, and so what did that shift, how did that impact you to to go from kind of, wanting to control things to then having this
1: experience uh, of being able to let go. Well, it, it changes, you know, your whole perspective on life, uh, mm-hmm. and how you live your life. Um, you know, there were, you're not the center, you know, uh, <laughs> you know, take a 50,000 foot view of mm-hmm. uh, yourself and you're just a little speck down there. But, uh, um,
2: mm-hmm.
1: uh, yeah, it's, uh, it, it's just uh, the, the awareness and the realization that uh, that I can, I, you know, there are things I can't control in my life and I, I have to leave to others and I and I just have to pray for those people um, yeah. that they do the right thing.
0: <laughs> yeah, 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 and my sense is that that would give give you a, a sense of peace about it in a way or a peace in your daily life. Yeah. Um,
1: well, yes, it, it, yeah, it, it, it increases your serenity. Um, yeah, that's for sure. Um, yeah,
0: that's and incredible.
1: yoga breathing.
0: <laughs> yeah, that's incredible. And I, I imagine there's a lot of people who who might be listening who are in various stages of this. So some people might say, "Oh, yeah, I've I've gone through that." Some might say, "Oh, I want that. I want to be able to get to that point where I can let go and and kind of experience." You know that peace and that serenity. Do you have any thoughts about, you know, how that process was for you, or or what what might help to kind of move toward toward that letting go and
1: surrender? Well, I, well yes, that you know letting go is your surrender. Yeah, um, that, that is that is for sure. But um, what has been so helpful to me is is um, is daily prayer and meditation um Mm -hmm. you know it's a I have a whole toolbox of things right now um that I can use and um they're one of my main go-tos every day is Mm -hmm. is I start my day with prayer I meditate uh if I'm agitated I I practice uh you know just regular yoga breathing uh Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. four seven eight breathing and and that works and it, it calms you down and relaxes you. And mm. Of course, exercise, if you can do it. Um, walking, walking is, 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 my exercise. I walk hours and hours a day. Yeah. Um, yeah. And, yeah. And it helps, you know, a, a couple of friends I talked about that with former Navy SEALs. And uh, the part about doing a test, I talked about that. Uh, uh, Admiral McRaven um,
2: yeah
1: and uh, the one thing I always remember from him is just if you you know accomplish one thing you know make your bed you know yeah. you can look back to you you accomplish that one task today and,
2: yep.
1: and you just build task on top of task on top of task
2: right. every
1: day um
0: yeah I was just thinking, you know, about how you talk about that. <laughs> yeah. I was my bed this morning, actually. So I've done that. All right. There good.
1: you go. There you go.
0: <laughs> Nothing else gets done. I but did that. That's right.
1: So when you close your eyes tonight, you know you accomplish at least that.
0: something. That's yeah. right.
1: Yeah.
0: <laughs> it's really good. It's good advice. It's good wisdom. It helps all of these things that you're talking about, I think, just help to stay in the moment. You know, and to really kind of savor the moment that you have as much as you can, um, and and that and that that you know, I can see that being something that would really help to 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 lead to kind of that surrender, letting go. I know you said you have a great phrase. It's like you have to surrender to win. to live to win. You have to surrender to win. That's yeah. so. It's it's such a good um, it's such a good mantra. Right. Um, to, to keep
1: in mind it, it, it doesn't make sense but it makes all the sense in the world
0: yeah right exactly exactly because it's that constant sort of you know trying to to striving and trying to control well, everything that, that that's it
1: do- that all letting go you know thing is you know is it it, it was just a thing that you know i um, I decided to cooperate with god mm-hmm. uh, i'm not uh swimming upstream against yeah. Uh, this cancer I'm I'm letting go and I'm riding with it and I'm uh, you know trying to uh, avoid any collisions down the road but, yeah uh, yeah but, I, but I'm not gonna uh, spend my my day worrying about it um, right.
0: right it's surrendering it's surrendering and letting go of the control letting go of the worry Um, but it's not, it doesn't mean that you're not trying hard. Um, and I'm just, I'm just reminded of, of so many, um, things that you do and you work very hard. Um, I'm, I'm reminded of that first time you did take the trial medication and it was so hard. It was so hard And, um, do you want to
1: tell the story about, you know, Well, sure. Um, yes. Um, it was a clinical trial and, um, what it involved was a series of infusions,
2: Mm -hmm. um,
1: much like my chemotherapy infusions when, uh, Mondays, I, well, I had a total of eight sessions. Um, there were about six hours each, which included hydration and, Mm-hmm. um everything else in, in radiation but uh so mondays i had my chemotherapy infusions and tuesdays i was scheduled for uh the clinical um trial drug infusion which was the same uh, amount of time like six-hour day but uh um, what i did is the first day i i had a reaction um because these things you know you have to uh, uh from my understanding you you have to get the the premedications correct uh, right. to do that,
2: right?
1: And then, and then you know, uh, this is the only way you're gonna find out is is how well you you tolerate it. And um, so, right. I got to a point where um, I, I reached my tolerance point, and yeah. I, I, I had a a bit of a bad reaction, and um, the nurses uh, were just all over me in a matter of seconds. I mean, wow. I, I believe they were uh, you know, pumping me full of Benadryl and things like that. But um,
2: yeah. but
1: I was only two minutes and 38 seconds in, into the infusion, which was uh, supposed to be, I think, two hours and 50 minutes or something like that. Yeah. And um, that's you come to that intersection in the Uh, The doctor said, well, you know, these are the facts, you had a reaction, Um, you're this far into it, Uh, do you want to continue, or do you want to stop? And uh, I don't even know if I had a chance to think, but what came out of my mouth is that I want to continue. Mm
2: -hmm. I
1: think maybe because I wanted to uh, continue to live. Yeah. And and that was my my option um you know i could have gone with the regular um protocol um, but this was offered to me and this was offered to me for a reason mm. um so i i had to a leap of faith yeah um, absolutely to, to, to continue with it
2: mm-hmm. um so yeah
1: um it, it's a whole belief thing um right you, you, you just have to believe that everything's going to be okay you know it's yeah.
0: Yeah, and and everything was um, was very much. I mean, so they, they were able to to
2: figure they, out the they, medication. They, yeah, was...
1: they they figured the medication out immediately. Uh, I never had an issue um, after that, and yeah. um, my heart goes out to all those infusion nurses. Mm-hmm. Uh, they they, I, I can't say enough about them. What they do for for us it's they're amazing
0: yeah yeah they're they're incredible Angels. Yeah. i know dr yeah. body was there with you too and just oh yeah. You. yeah right there with you it's a really supportive it is yeah. a really supportive team down there right yeah and that's
1: that that's that's how the whole journey's been
0: yeah
1: with yeah. every department you know my oncologist hematologist neurologist even throwing a thoracic surgeon here and <laughs> here, it's <laughs> but uh, I mean it's it, it's it's just been consistent the level of care I've gotten, which is, you know, they're they're all magnanimous.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's it's so great, and it's it it speaks well of you too to to be able to notice all of that and um and reflect, you know, with gratitude on all of the people who have helped you. You know, I know. Um, I know you've been through so much too with radiation, um, and you know how extremely painful that was. Um, and your, your, your uh, prognosis. Well, then you got another um, diagnosis as well, along with all of this.
1: Yeah, yeah. As a matter of fact, it's uh, part of my care, which involved routine blood work almost every. Well, every week then um, every three weeks but uh, you know I, I did uh, develop a, a side effect from the uh, chemotherapy they uh, which was uh, cisplatin they used and I developed neuropathy um, okay. which was uh, it's it still is very intense it's very painful mm-hmm. um, uh, but uh, but we, we have it under control through exercise and medication and and um, you know, all to the palliative care group and uh, um, who, who's managing that aspect of my life very carefully. Um, but as part of that, uh, they were so interested in my neuropathy that I had so many different test conduction studies and uh, biopsies. It was a little of the unusual the way it was affecting me, how bad it was affecting me. That uh, through the blood... Um, well, work, they discovered I have a, uh, a form of lymphoma, non-Hodgkin lymphoma, called mm. a Wallstrom's disease,
2: mm-hmm. which
1: um is, you know, I believe is a contributor to the neuropathy. Mm. Uh, so I kind of like the perfect storm uh, okay. to that since, um, you know, this is chemo, you know, therapy-induced peripheral neuropathy and the Wallstrom's and And not to mention, I had a spinal fusion back in 2005. So uh, whatever's going on with the nerves in the back and things like that. So Mm.
2: um,
1: like, yeah, the the perfect storm. But uh,
2: yeah, yeah.
1: But, uh, you know, it uh, it could be, uh, believe me, it could be so much worse. Um, Mm. I, uh, you know, uh, everybody that's uh, helped me, uh, a friend of mine even had the, uh, the nuns up at the monastery in Guilford play, praying for me. uh, uh, It's like a system. He tells me they're up there, like a nuclear power plant. They're pumping out grace 24 hours a day. (laughs) (laughs) Praying Uh, and praying. Yes. They're they're all warriors. So
0: yeah. Yeah. That's so good. (laughs) When
1: when you have so many people, you know, like that behind you, man, how can things really go bad so
0: yeah 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 it's true it's true you know um but but it's been it's it's been it's been hard it's it's not that you haven't had you know hardship Um, for sure and um you know i'm i'm um uh just reminded too of the prognosis you were given uh, and I actually don't know exactly when they told you your prognosis and where can you share about that? And then where you are with that right now?
1: Well, I think I, uh, I, uh, exceeded expectations, uh, um, yeah. stage four is, is, uh, you know, it's, it's not a death sentence in the way it's staged. It had to do something with my thyroid. I think how invasive it was on, on my thyroid, but, um, I believe I've exceeded the numeric values by far, mm-hmm. um, and I'm. It's been three years, July twenty-second since treatment, um, and uh, I still have a big milestone um, of five years um, okay. um, to, to uh, fairly low survivability rate, but very attainable based on what I've seen so far so you know it's not an exact science that's for sure so yeah um,
2: and
0: didn't they say too that sort of last last year that they said we didn't think you would survive past (sighs) July and I remember meeting with you you know zooming and thinking oh my gosh this is incredible not only are you have you survived it but you're also in many ways, thriving, yes. um, and here you are, you know, signing up for the Smilo Closer to Free. Uh, it'll be a year past when they said, I don't know that you'll make it, you know, this far. And well, so- well, the,
1: the big part of that was uh, was when I, uh, I got COVID. Mm-hmm. Um, that was when um, yeah. uh, things were very dark, mm-hmm. um, as far as, you know, I was there for about six weeks in the hospital, on yeah. uh, uh, three liters of oxygen every day. I wasn't inhibited, thank God. Um, but I did uh, uh, have to spend several weeks in uh, a rehab facility. I'd forgotten pretty much how to walk. I uh, yeah. had to learn to walk again.
2: Mm-hmm. I had
1: in-home occupational therapy and physical therapy for about four yeah. months. And uh, so through that you talk about you have to do the work. Yeah, you do have to do the work. You have to push yeah. through it. You have to walk through it. Um but um today as, as we speak, I'm I'm walking up to nine miles a day.
0: Wow. Um incredible. And
1: I'm going, you know, to the gym with, with my wife several days a week. So mm-hmm. I'm um I'm just uh, living as normally as I can and then And, uh, you know, just trying to do the best I can every day.
0: Yeah. 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 And I mean, we can't we can't go through this this interview without talking about the Camino and about your walking. Um, I think so many people too think, oh, well, I couldn't do nine miles a day. But just to really put a fine point on it, you you know, you you've had moments where you were not for certain, not at nine miles a day you know, and you mentioned after COVID, you know, you were walking just back and forth in your living room. Um, Yes. And, and, you know, I also talk to folks who are used to maybe running or walking, you know, full days and and uphill, you know, hiking or things like that. You know, you've also been very intentional about, I think, um, walking in a way that's doable. You walk you walk in your backyard for all this time often or on a treadmill, you know, at the gym um, because it's flat. It may not be this exciting, you know, you know, run or up, you know, a big mountain, but, but it's, it's something that you can do. And so, um, yeah, I, I so just commend that and, and would love to hear how you how you've been able to push through that, because I think a lot of people sort of get so down, understandably, you know, I can't yeah. do what I used to do, or I'm only walking across my living room right now. How could I possibly do anything more? Yeah, so what, how have you, how have well, you?
1: <laughs> that's, that, that's where it starts. Uh, that's yeah. where it starts, walking around your living room or your bedroom. And, it, you know, it, it could be walking 20 feet and I'd be out of breath. Um, but I, you you just continue to do it little by little, um, and small increments and small increments. And and sometimes it even, you know, felt like I was walking on glass. Um, but yeah, if you, for some reason, if you keep walking, uh, and continue, Mm
2: -hmm. you
1: have a choice. I can sit down. Uh, I can rest or I can. I can try and continue. I'll do one more lap, I'll do one more lap, I'll do one more lap,
2: Right.
1: I'll keep doing one more lap. Uh, eventually, uh, you walk through the pain. Uh, you can, I can get into a, a certain type of flow um, that I can recall. I, I used to remember uh, when I was skiing, when I was younger, getting into that state of mind. Oh, mm-hmm. uh, um, yes. yeah. Um, and you can walk, uh, you could say the rosary when you walk. Uh, you can listen to podcasts when you, you know, you're you're doing other things at the same time, but you're, you're, your body's in action and your right. mind's in action at the same time.
2: Yeah.
1: Um, but um, it is tough. I mean, it, it, I'm not going to kid anybody that uh, it's not a day that I'm not reminded of my cancer by my neuropathy. Um and maybe that's supposed to be a reminder to me. I don't know, mm-hmm. um, um, but uh, you know, as crazy as it sounds, is you know, I, I, uh, I pretty, I have a life second to none right now. Um, mm-hmm. So I uh, yeah, just, you know, hope uh, everybody, or those watching or or listening, um, you know, know that uh, you know, that there is so much hope. Uh, and then then don't give up at all. Just don't give up.
0: Yeah. 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 You've talked to about how cancer really has changed your perspective on things. Um, and how, how it's helped you kind of really focus on the people that you love and tell them how you feel about them. Um, Yeah, would you would you be able to talk more about that too?
1: Oh uh, yes, sure. Um, I you know I've talked to friends uh, Mm -hmm. who have had cancer, um, and I've I've asked them, not knowing that cancer would ever be part of my life. Yeah, um, but I was always curious. Is you know, did you see a change or is there a change? I had a friend who had just uh, uh, passed five years, which was a critical milestone for him and and he expressed you know oh what his values how his values kind of rose to the top and mm. and, and and that's that's true that you know it's it's not automatic, but you have a lot of time mm. uh to to think in mm-hmm. the quiet in the quiet yeah. and you realize um you know how important people are to you how important your family is to you and you only have you you only have that once and you only have that for a certain amount of time.
2: Mm-hmm. Uh, you don't
1: know as so much time, but you have that. But, um, and, um, you know, I, I, I realized, you know, uh, when I first was diagnosed and going through, I was, um, I was short. I, I felt sorry for myself. I, you know, the, the, the why me, the why me. Yeah.
2: yeah. Um,
1: but um, at the same time, uh, your family is going through it with you mm-hmm. at the same time, only at a different level. Um, you know, they're feeling just as much the emotional pain as you're feeling the physical pain. Um, and then their yeah. separation also. So it impacts, you know, not just you, everybody else, you know, so... Mm-hmm. I try to put myself third, you know. <laughs> I, I, I try to put myself God, everybody else, and myself if I can mm-hmm. do that.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, mm-hmm. But uh, what has what worked
2: mm.
1: uh, for me at night is if I'm agitated, mm. um, if I, uh, you know, if I uh, if I snap or say something that that's not nice. Um, I can reflect on that and apologize for that
2: mm.
1: um yeah. you know like they said you're not responsible for your thought but you're responsible for your action
2: right. right
1: and um so that you know that that it's just another element that attributes this my serenity is is yeah. is, is if i if i had been short or that i you know realize that i'm aware of that and i apologize for it um
0: yeah, 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 and that is just such a gem of of wisdom. I think right there, it's you know we were talking about that before we began the interview. There's, I hear from so many people. Most everyone talks about when they have so much pain, and you know everyone says cancer pain is unlike anything. It's not like back pain. It's not like chronic pain. It's not even like you know heart attacks. It's it's a very very intense pain. And when you have so much pain, um, you know, the, the walking on glass feeling, you know, as you're walking and, and you have the treatments and you're dealing with insurance and your appointments and your life is upended. It's so normal for people to get irritable at times yeah. and just their, their patience of being a patient runs out. And so it's often the people who are closest to us that we'll snap at and um and it, and it's so normal it's so normal but i think your your way of being able to kind of every night reflect on your day you know the good and 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 the those moments of irritability and and then to kind of think do i need to apologize and then going and doing it that's that's the hard part right and as you said the actions
1: well yeah it is a hard part sometimes yeah yeah <laughs> Sometimes you just don't do a very good job of it, um, and sometimes you do, but, you know, uh, I guess my goal is, you know, to make tomorrow better than today, um, mm. so, um, you know, they say you can start your day over and over and over again, um, yeah, so, is new. Yeah. You know, yeah. so, yeah, so, it's just knowing I have that option, it's a great option,
0: yeah, yeah. Yeah, I'm just, um, you know, I know all, of, all all that we're talking about, and even I am sitting here just so moved hearing it again. Um, how you, how you really walk through the pain, and um, you know how how intense things are, but but you make a choice, you know, each step of literally each step of the way, um, but also I'm just thinking about you know you you, you were talking about your family and loved ones you know you make the choice to to really kind of turn to your family and friends you make the choice to trust in your doctors and um and they're hard choices to make but that's the work right that's the work that's surrendering to God but making those choices that
1: oh, you know in big. the
0: end yeah yeah
1: it's like anything in life you know the hardest thing is making a decision.
2: Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. 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 Uh,
1: but uh, you know, the, and it's you know, it, it, it's group like this, like like our group, the palliative care group. Everybody gets to express themselves, and
2: yeah.
1: and and the, and the group brings things out in its members, um, yeah. which I think is so beautiful. I mean, yeah. it, 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 because you know, some people are saying what you're thinking, and that, and that's a wonderful thing.
0: Right, right, yeah, and you can say, "Oh, I've felt that too. Oh my God. Yeah, too. Yeah, yeah, How do you handle that?" Yeah, <laughs> there's yeah. a lot of that. Yeah, yeah.
1: So that 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 is the toolbox. Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. So I want to ask you quickly about your experience too of going on to pain medication. We've talked about your pain, you know, uh, quite a bit and things, um, but not not about you know that experience of of starting because uh, i know like so many people you were hesitant at first oh um. i was yeah
1: yeah i know yeah that's i was very fearful of that uh um I, before i was uh uh being treated for anything i my uh, i was on a multivitamin and an aspirin that, that was my daily um mm-hmm. medication and uh, after my first treatment, I remember, um, came back from the hospital. We stopped on the way home. My wife went in to stop shop to pick my medication. And it was a full-size grocery bag. She came out with, all oh, medication. Two pages of medication. Uh, this is just all medication that was necessary to help me cope. Uh, Medication I could take, so my throat was numb, so I could swallow, so I could eat. Metopon, nausea um, medication for pain, uh, thyroid medication. I mean, just more. Thank God I'm I'm down to probably four or five medications right now, maintenance medications. Okay. Um, which um you know I have various side effects from, but uh, um. They're very manageable, and I want to emphasize that word "manageable"
2: mm-hmm. uh,
1: because I don't want anybody to fear it. uh Pain medication, pain is has been very intense pain, like I've never felt before, and, and constant pain. Um, and we've uh, gone through it. every medication. Um, we started out with I think they're uh, the, the the class was uh, they're some type of um, tri. Cyclic antidepressive medication that works off the shelf for pain, uh, mm. like uh, gabapen, amitriptyline, or tryptilines in America. America. Uh, tried all of those medications, um, and um, you know, up to yeah. very high levels, um, multiple times a day. Uh, that you know, uh, were just just not working, and um, the side effects were were pretty intolerable um they, they did put me on the uh, um oxycodone i took at low levels for um uh breakthrough pain which is, is very helped and i had uh, gone onto a patch um uh which took the baseline pain and kind of evened it out and we you know titrated up and down um to find some kind of of balance, and you know, um, that that's how wonderful the doctors have been. Is that you know they've been able to titrate down to a manageable level and a frequency mm-hmm. um, that I'm not consumed in pain all the time. Yeah. Um, I mean, I am in pain all the time. I'm not going to lie to you yeah. that, but
2: yeah. but
1: it, but it's manageable pain, and I I can occupy myself. Uh, with other things and thinking about the pain every day right Um, Right. and you know that that's that's kind of the beauty about all of this
2: you can yeah
1: find your own formula to to manage
0: yeah yeah and I know I know you know at the beginning that you weren't super excited about taking you know, the opioids and things like that and, and no one is really right ever there's well, all that it's all in the news the,
1: but the stigma about it yeah but uh so
0: much yeah when you're
1: when you're educated about it too is actually what the medication was it's actually beautiful. intended for
2: mm-hmm.
0: um
1: that you have an understanding of that right um and you know and it's a choice yeah. and um you know you, and, you just you just have to be so aware of everything um,
2: right
0: right and yeah and i know dr Dmitry kashevnikov dr k in the palliative care clinic was really helpful and uh, sort of saying no take it and you know well, don't yes, try and, it and my and my, <laughs> sisters,
1: my sisters <laughs> were the same way in the other positions yeah. you know they they convinced me that you know you know you do have cancer and you you do have cancer pain um right. and uh yeah this there's a very whole guild level associated with all of that just because of the mm. the stigma of it all um but um you, you have to get by and you just have to you know do yeah. what's good for you right and um take it you
0: as, know take, a, take it uh, as scheduled and all of as that.
1: direct as directed as
0: directed that's right yeah 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 and, as it is this is what it's for you know is this this these these pain medications are for this and so you know right. for the physical pain so
1: right. and then you know someday you know hopefully it will uh it'll dissipate it'll it'll go away on its own right right um, exactly
2: and when and the physical
0: pain goes away you'll be able to come come off of it yeah right. yeah
1: so yeah i'll look forward to that conversation with everybody again i
0: know it'll be great
1: we'll be (laughs) celebrating one one more thing one more thing to celebrate
0: that's right that's right exactly exactly yeah well you've mentioned your faith um quite a bit i um i wonder if there's if if you'd like to talk a little bit more about it i know um you were, you know, a devout Catholic before you got cancer, but, you know, that that your your spiritual practice kind of really increased and you found um, in a way that your spirituality, your faith was growing. A lot of patients, you know, that this these um, illness really impacts their faith. So um, people will go through lots of questioning, um, you know, despair, and some people will also go through this sort of sort of spiritual awakening in a way or increase um i know you've said it wasn't like a big white light experience but but it's been you know kind of um growing i wonder if you could
1: share
2: about that
1: well it it, it definitely has it um i you've been very fortunate since pretty much when i um retired um that i was uh fortunate to be able to go to daily mass.
2: Mm-hmm. Daily
1: mass has, um, has become part of my life. Um, and uh, I look forward to it every day. Um, you know, and uh, it, it's, it's a big thing that people talk about, the uh, your fulfillment and nourishment of life. Well, if I get to uh, go to church and, and receive the bread of life. Uh, I can uh, sustain myself. Um, and you know it's, it's 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 just something that's really worked for me, mm-hmm. um, and uh, in my faith and
0: uh,
1: yeah, I, I uh, it's really uh, hard to really pinpoint and and say exactly what it is, but it, um, that's why it's a great mystery. Yeah, um, right. But um, daily prayer meditation and reflection. Uh, yeah. uh, I, I know it's been a good day when I accomplished all three of those.
0: Oh, that's great, yeah. Mm. It gives you that sense of surrender and serenity and helps yeah. you, yeah. And you,
1: you certainly need that in this game.
0: Yeah, absolutely, yeah. absolutely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, and I'm so grateful to, um, not only for this interview, but also want to tell everyone that um, you know if you're interested in in reading more about um, Jay's experience and and his thoughts, um, we'll be publishing on Smilo.org um, his story uh, pretty soon. So please look out for that. Um, and I know uh, I know in that in that writing too, you talk about um, you know. Your your faith and how how important and how it's increased and how you how you also pray as you walk um, and you have this experience of of prayer and so um, I really do want to commend that that writing to to whoever is watching. Um, is there anything else that you'd like to share? You know, with folks, Jay, that may not have come up or that I may not have asked about.
1: Um. Well. I I can't emphasize enough that, that uh, um, uh, faith, family, and fellowship—how uh, how integral and important that is—and mm-hmm. and don't be afraid to use the resources that are available to you. That you know, people reach out to you. Um, that's how I became part of this group. Is mm-hmm. is uh, by people reaching out and and by my accepting. Uh, yeah, and, and it's, you know, um, there, there's just so much out there to, to help you through. And, and what I would want to say is, too, it's just to remember, it's one of our um, members of our group that she's not with us uh, anymore, um, Liz, who uh, introduced us in one of the meetings um, to uh, something that helped her, and she referred to the patron saint of cancer, mm-hmm. uh, St. Pellegrin. And uh, numerous uh, prayers you could you know, look up and, and read there, but there's just one short saying that I remember and I have written down and um, talked to Jane before the meeting about it, that it, it's just um, uh St. Peregrine uh, beacon of hope intercede for us who suffer from the many burdens caused by cancer, um, which is a simple daily prayer. Um yeah among whatever else you have on your list to do maybe Uh, just add that one
0: Mm. Mm, that's so beautiful that's so beautiful well gosh jay i am so so thankful that you took this time i know that the people who are watching have been um so impacted and will will take, you know, a lot of what you shared um, with them, as I have. I often think about the things that you share and um, others do as well. So, um, so yeah, we hope this is a blessing for you as you watched. And um, Jay, thanks so much again for all that you do.
1: Thanks, Jane. was a pleasure being here.
0: This episode of In the Midst of It All was made possible by the generous support of the Yale Cancer Center, Yale New Haven Hospital, the Yale Palliative Care Program, and the Yale New Haven Department of Spiritual Care. Huge gratitude for Rodney Staggers, a man with cerebral palsy who helped birth this idea and has been a huge creative motivator. Thank you to Ellen Hoverkamp, an artist with metastatic lung cancer, who created the artwork for our podcast. You can find her artwork at myneighborsgarden.com. A big shout out to Emily Montemerlo, who, among other things, helps edit the stories you have heard and who just is a lovely support in every way. And Ryan McAvoy, who helps record and edit the podcast. If you enjoyed this podcast, please hit that subscribe button and tell your friends. It would mean so much to us and to all our podcast guests if you would leave a review in Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen to podcasts. We would love to hear how this podcast has helped you. Okay, friends, we will post our next story and interview soon. But in the meantime, check out more stories on the Yale New Haven Hospital Yale Cancer Center website. This is In the Midst of It All with me, Chaplain
2: Jane.